The Leap Foundation proudly presents the Meet the Mentor podcast with New York Times bestselling author, motivational speaker, and celebrity dentist, Dr. Bill Dorfman. Hey, good morning. This is Dr. Bill Dorfman, and I have my good friend, my best friend, Lord Mayor Lisa Scafidi from Perth, Australia. And we're going to do another great Meet the Mentor, and this is going to be a really great one. Um, And for those of you who don't know why we're doing this, LEAP is going to be July 23rd to the 29th at UCLA this year. And in preparation for LEAP, every week, we bring you guys another great mentor. And Lisa has been at eight of the last nine LEAP sessions and will be there for our 10-year anniversary. She usually brings 60 beautiful young students from Australia with her, and we look forward to seeing them again this year. Then before we get into this, I'll just tell you a little bit about Lisa. So Lisa started off her career as a dental therapist. Here, it would be more like a dental hygienist. And so when I went to Perth in 2009, to speak to 500 women who are dental therapists. They asked Lisa, who was the mayor at the time, to introduce me, and we instantly became best friends. And I really mean it, like we talk every day, at least. And um, she's been a big supporter of LEAP, and she went on from being a dental therapist to going into the hotel industry and then consulting, and she'll tell you a little bit about that, and then ran for mayor of Perth. And she is now in her third term as mayor of Perth. She's the first female mayor of Perth ever. She has built more structures and buildings and infrastructure in Perth than anybody in the history of Perth and has really transformed the country. In fact, she is going to teach people in Perth how to tip in a restaurant. (laughs) We've decided At any rate, it's my great pleasure to bring to you the Lord Mayor of Perth, Australia, Lisa Scafidi. Well, what an introduction. Thank you so much, Bill. And hello to everybody. It's always fun to spend time with you. Well, maybe you can fill in a little bit on kind of your back history. Well, I am Perth born, proudly West Australian. And as you've just said, I did study dental therapy when I left school at university, but it wasn't quite for me. Couldn't really converse with people enough when I had my hands in their mouths. So I went on to do a lot of things that a girl born in the 60s dreamt of doing. I was a flight attendant for a while and then I worked in the hotel industry, as you have said. And as I matured more, I realised that I wanted something uh, with a little bit more focus. And I was very proud to be the state director for the Committee for Economic Development of Australia for 10 years. And it was during that time, I suppose, that I became Uh, more politically aware and with maturity I decided that I might run for council and when I ran for council I didn't dare to dream that I would actually be elected which I was and it brought a whole new world to me and it basically opened my eyes to a lot of things in life and about my own city. It was in the first term uh, of that council career that the media started asking me if I would run for mayor and I thought that was extremely audacious and I said how would I do that I'm only here five minutes I think I need to learn a little bit more about the organization uh, understand the massive budgets and what it takes to run a city but I did throw my hat in the ring for mayor in the second term but I nearly didn't do it until the last minute 
because there were already four or five men running for the position who were telling everybody that they had it in the bag. But you see, that's why you won, because <laughs> all the men's votes got split up. All the women voted for you, so you probably won by a landslide. I would like to think it worked that way. <laughs> and uh, so, of course, I did win, and it changed my life. It changed my world. And it changed Perth, it changed too. Perth. And now I'm in my third term, and I've had a few bumpy rides in the last couple of years, but that's taught me that... Uh, we need to be up for those challenges in life, right? As mayor, what are you most proud of that, that's happened you know, while you've been at the helm? I'm most proud of the fact that our city is definitely exuding greater sophistication. Perth, sadly, used to be referred to as Dullsville, and we were very embarrassed by that title. In fact, I don't like to use the D word too much. And I was completely determined to lose that tag on our city by bringing a lot more vibrancy and allowing a completely different culture to be a part of our city and our people's mindset. You know, one of the things we do at LEAP that I love is we inspire the kids and we say copy genius yes you know it's better to copy genius than to invent mediocrity so lisa goes to las vegas and sees these huge buildings all lit up and calls Not me up that version, but anyway <laughs> we'll, we'll use my version. version and calls me up and says Bill, you've got to see the mayor's building. And I looked at it and it's like color from top to bottom. That's <laughs> one of the projects I'm very proud of. I had wanted to uplight the council house for about four years while I was a council member before I became mayor. Uh, but I didn't have the numbers to do it politically. And uh, anyway, when I was elected, I was able to garner the numbers to get that project across the line. It has been a project that's captured the hearts and minds of people because it engages with our community. It can be pink for breast cancer. It can right. Be, you know, any yeah. color for red, any white, charity. and blue. And yeah. the when you come, it's red, white, and blue. Yeah, they did that for me. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some of the projects that you've actually been able to push through? Because I know a lot of these things sat for years and years and years, like the waterfront project and these kinds of things that nobody ever did. And you've been in office now and it's like the city visually looks different. Well, thank you. Uh, really, we came together with the state government uh, to create the waterfront, which is called Elizabeth Key, and that's still developing. It won't be fully completed till the mid-2020s, but yeah, it's yeah. there now. Now, if the water looks a little bit like the Bellagio Hotel, you'll know where that one came from too. <laughs> and we built a new lending library, which we're very proud of. We had dreamt about this new lending library for 15 years. That is a fully owned City of Perth project. That was a $60 million construction. Wow. It is a library in the round. It's uh, designed by a very famous Australian architect called Kerry Hill. Already it's been open just over a year. We've had over a million visitors to the wow. library. Wow. And membership's gone right up. So it's very exciting to have that. And it's in a reborn precinct known as the Treasury Precinct, which is a hotel now that had been the Treasury office it was vacant for 20 years. And a friend of mine that I went to university with, Adrian Finney, is the champion behind that project. Mm -hmm. So it was what we call a public-private partnership. And we all came together with the best vision and focus. 
And the other things that I'm proud of would be some affordable housing projects that we've done. Certainly uh, a lot of work in terms of city beautification, other uplighting projects, and for me, the economic development stuff. And the reason I'm here in the States right now is because I do come to Houston annually for the World Energy Cities Partnership meetings. And while I've been attending those, I was the one that brokered our initial contact with the Texas Medical Center because Perth has some amazing medical research going on. We are particularly strong in uh, lifestyle disease research and childhood diseases. And so we are working very strongly with TMC now to develop a collaboration with Houston, which is our sister city as well. That's amazing. So we met in 2009. And uh, soon after we met, Lisa became involved in LEAP and has been coming to LEAP every year. We're getting 60 beautiful young students from uh, Australia, West Australia, from Perth, to come to LEAP every year. And one of the things that American students aren't aware of until they start to meet all these Australians and integrate with them is this thing they call the tallest poppy syndrome in in Australia. And basically, I'll have Lisa explain it to you, but we literally need to get the kids from Perth to come a day early so we can just kind of shift their thinking a little bit because otherwise they come in a leap and they're like, what is this? You know, like, you know, we, 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 we have the kids chat like I'm a 10 and they're like, no, I, I'm, I'm a two. A two. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you can explain this whole tallest poppy thing so Americans understand the mentality of Not your putting down my country because I love my country, but I do really admire the school system here with your show and tell at school. And I think I put it to that. You are educated from a very early age to have great self-confidence and belief in self and good communication skills. And I don't mean to generalise and be in any way disparaging, but I notice on the first day particularly, and you and I have spoken about it a lot, that it's very easy to discern the Aussie kids from the American kids. The Aussie kids are kind of shy in the background and uh, looking, you know, a little bit uh, overwhelmed by it all. By the end of the week, I can't tell the difference between the Australian and the American youths because they're jumping up on the chairs and dancing just as much as the Americans, whereas, as I say in the beginning, they're holding back and they're a bit more shy. Yeah, and and it's been such, and, you know, it's funny because Charlie, who's Mm. now our executive director, Mm. will tell you that he's been coming to LEAP for the last 10 years. The first time he came, he was 16. Mm. His best friends in life, are all LEAP students. Yes. And one of his best, best friends I know. is is Holly, Holly from Australia. Ransom. Yeah, I mean, they're like uh, two peas in a pod. Best so, yeah. yeah, so it's crazy. Yeah. Um, let's say, you know, you're a young student out there watching this and you dream about going into politics. How do you prepare yourself for that? Well, I think it's very interesting. In a time that we're in right now where there's this populist notion and disruption is so apparent, and I noticed that a lot of the political success is actually being won on projecting fear and uncertainty, I actually would like to think that the people aspiring to be the politicians and leaders of the future are the ones that can really communicate a bold vision but in a positive way. I think we need more positivity and I believe in inspiration. I think that is what drives me or motivates me. I know it's what motivates you. And I think that that is what I want to see in a young person. 
anyone can be a populist um, scaremonger. And I don't want a world that is predicated on fear. And I see too much of that right now. So let's say you're in college, though, and, and you're really thinking about politics. Like, what classes do you take? Well, again, you know, I don't necessarily agree with that premise. I would be of the view that you actually go and get a career and you actually live life and get some true blue, as we say in, in Australia, where am I, uh, true blue experience in that career uh, and live life because I believe life experience is what keeps it real and I think common sense is the best ingredient for most careers. But, you know, it's funny because with the election of Trump, mm -hmm. I feel like everything's changed now. I mean, here a man walks in the office, wins the highest office in the world, I would say, with zero experience in politics. Zero. I mean, I don't even know if he knows how politics run in our country. I mean... Of course, there's a lot of advisors guiding him in this and that and the other things. So it's kind of like everything's new now. Everything is changing. And I think that's just what we've got to accept and move forth with. I would like to think that someone like a Trump, if it was to be done again, where you see a business leader and there is talk that the Democrats here might put up a celebrity who has a following to try and counter that Trump phenomenon, that they back themselves with the right bureaucrats who do have the nous in terms of policy making and the creation of law. What you do want in a leader is charisma. Mm. Uh, you do want someone who deals in facts and you do want someone who presents and speaks well. But you don't want someone who is inconsistent. And, of course, that is what we see at the moment is a lot of this inconsistency and a lot of, uh, you know, flip-flopping is the word that we use in Australia. Mm. Mm. In your three terms, what would you say is the biggest challenge you've had to overcome personally? Not politically, but personally, you know, is it speaking in front of people or what is it? For me, I feel I've evolved. I, I, I'm a totally different person to the person I was 10 years ago. And I've reflected on that a lot in the last uh, year because of the issues I've had to face. I believe uh, really leaving your ego at home in a political role is so important to check that at home before you leave the house each day to really connect with people my strength is my ability to talk to anybody about almost everything I might not be qualified in everything but I am a listener and I am a good connector of people and opportunities I truly love my job and I think it's the work ethic it's the ability to speak out for what's right or what's not right and I think really to back yourself. Uh, in the political turmoil, to perhaps turn to that for a second, you've got to stand up to some pretty tough characters. I mean, you know, you've got people stabbing you in the back or the face and, and you know, making life hard for you. And you've got to be able to stand up and, and take it head on. And you know the old saying, if you can't take the heat, don't be in the kitchen. Right. Right? Mm. So going forward in Perth, if you could kind of like wave a magic wand yeah. and change one big thing there, what would you change? I would like to see a more positive upholding mindset within uh, our community. I think there's, you call it 
the tall poppy. I think because of the heightened competition for jobs uh, and the smaller population by comparison to the United States, mm. the competition does create a lot of envy, jealousy and um, negativity at times. I really believe in the the views of what we teach at LEAP, that we really need to support each other, uh, be upholding and be really positive about everything we do. And I know that when you spread love and kindness, as corny as that might sound, it really manifests so much greater. I agree. I agree. Um, you know, I, I tease Lisa all the time about being prime minister uh, and, and selfishly, the only reason I really wanted to be prime minister is so I could say my friend's a prime minister of Australia. But when your term is finished and, and you guys don't have a limitation on terms, you can have as many as you want to keep having. Um, but when you finish being mayor, what's next? Oh, there are so many things I want to do and not enough. Besides to moving to America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have to work that one out. Uh, look, I want to continue to be committed to things like LEAP. I also want to write. I enjoy writing and uh, that is something I'm starting to do now. I also want to uh, really probably be involved more so with medical research, be it a board position or even just typing notes for a research doctor. I really don't care what it is. I love medical research. Mm. So that's something that appeals to me. I would like to travel to places that I have on my bucket list and uh, probably just put more time into not rushing each day. Nice, yeah. huh? Yeah. Um, and just to wrap this up, over the last nine years, tell me what LEAP has meant to you and to your students that, that you've brought over. Without a word of a lie, LEAP has changed my life. Meeting you has changed my life. I have to say, I really don't think I could have gotten through the last 10 years in my role without LEAP. And I say that because the, the principles and the philosophy of LEAP has helped me, even at my age, to be able to travel that often bumpy and challenging road. And, you know, it might be targeted at... 15 to 24 year olds but it's actually for everybody and I have so many adults in Australia saying can you tell Dr Dorfman to create a leap for adults because they would all love to come and stay on UCLA campus for eight days what I have to say is we grow up in Australia watching a lot of American television and movies and we've all grown up watching the movies in the college dorms with the sororities and the fraternities and all of that for our youth to come and immerse themselves into an Ivy League university and to live that life and just live in the dorm and experience it it is it is a life memory and I tell them before they come away you will love everything it will go so fast and even the food is so great <laughs> she does she loves the food. love the food well Lisa I can't <laughs> Thank you enough for being here and for your support. And um, Lisa will be at LEAP again mm. this year. If you want to meet her in person, she's the most 
approachable, famous person I know. Oh, and you uh, we, no, you are. <laughs> and, and we love you and we thank love you. you too. And um, we look forward to seeing you at Leap. For more information, go to www.leapfoundation.com. The summer program will be July 23rd to the 29th. We have an amazing lineup of speakers. Uh, we have a commitment from Anthony Hopkins to be there. Paula Abdul wow. will be there. Mark Wahlberg will be there or Skype in if he's on uh, on a location or something. Um, we've got great business leaders, great entrepreneurs. Today, we just saw a woman, oh, um, Allison Levine, who is phenomenal. She climbed Mount Everest twice. The first time she came within a few hundred yards of reaching the summit the second time she did reach the summit. But what and, a story. And a great story, and she'll be at Leap. And with that, Dr. Bill, over and out. To learn more about the Leap Foundation, go to leapfoundation.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Leap Foundation, on Instagram at Leap Foundation, and on Twitter at Leap Los Angeles. Listen to the Meet the Mentor podcast with Dr. Bill Dorfman on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.